नमस्ते गाइस आई एम डॉक्टर अनुश्रुति एंड आई एम बैक विद एन एनर्जेटिक एपिसोड एथलेटिक ट्रेनिंग इनकम्पासिस द प्रिवेंशन एग्जामिनेशन डायग्नोसिस ट्रीटमेंट एंड रिहेबिलिटेशन ऑफ इमरजेंट एक्यूट और क्रोनिक इंजरीज एंड मेडिकल कंडीशंस सो टू डिस्कस ऑल ऑफ दिस आई हैव एन एथलेटिक ट्रेनर हिमसेल्फ टुडे ऑन बोर्ड आई हैव डॉक्टर मार्कर न्यूनिस He is a doctor of athletic training and sports injury rehab therapist. He is joining us live directly from Los Angeles. Hello, Dr. Marco. How are you? Good. I'm doing well. Good morning. Welcome, everybody. Great to be here. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. Well, you specialize in athletic training. So, what exactly is the role of an athletic trainer in athlete's life? So the role of an athletic trainer has actually evolved over the last 20 years. Uh, you know, the, the old traditional athletic trainer, um, whenever you see an injury that happens during a sporting event or even nowadays a dance event or anything like that, the, the lady or the gentleman that kind of runs onto the field to examine the acute injury that happens on the field tends to be an athletic trainer. So we, t- you know, the, the traditional setting is that we usually attend to immediate injuries when they do happen. We assess them. We determine whether they need to be mobilized. Um, what's the capacity of the injury? What what's the first? What's kind of the first responders? What we need to do to try to assess the injury and and uh, and treat it on site. Now, but that's kind of been the traditional. We still do that. But over the last twenty years, the athletic trainer has evolved to the sense of also um, involving a little bit of rehab, injury prevention, strength and conditioning as well, and even a little sports science in there as well. Because at the end of the day. Uh, it's funny because I refer to myself as a performance athletic trainer, not just a traditional athletic trainer. And the reason being is that my job as an athletic trainer is to help the athlete perform on the field, on the court, or wherever they need to be. And that also involves nutrition. That also involves a little bit of strength and conditioning. That involves a little bit of injury prevention, and even sleep, anything of that sort. So, um, majority of the times, the athletic trainer is the individual that's with the athlete. Majority of the time, wherever the athlete goes, wherever they travel, the athlete trainer has to be with them. You said it has evolved in uh, injury prevention as well. So correct. Being yeah, being an athletic trainer during injury, at the time of injury, what is your approach towards that? Like, what is your basic beginning of a rehab session? And specifically, when the athlete is on ground, when he's performing at that particular time, how do you manage to make him more you know uh, able to just go back to the field again like i believe that is going to be a very tough job and of course a pressurizing job that you have to make that athlete comfortable and you know move him back to the ground so what is your approach towards it yeah so w- one of the first things that we do at the beginning of the season we do what called injury assessments or or pre-injury assessments or, or risk assessments so at the beginning of the season uh we perform a variety of different assessments to try to identify um either one if the athlete is at risk of injury um uh, based on a percentage um uh, at any specific whether it's the ankle or the knee the hip the shoulder and the part and then what we do we create a program for them to try to help reduce the risk now as an athletic trainer physical therapist or anything of that sort obviously we cannot stop from injuries from happening injuries will happen no matter what but our goal is to try to help reduce the risk of that athlete injury whether it's an ankle whether it's a knee type thing now the other reason why we do these this pre-season assessments is to try to determine if if an athlete is healthy what does their ankle look like what does their stability look like what is their their, their range of motion what does their strength look like at the beginning of the season so if they do end up with an ankle injury then now we have a, what we call a baseline so the athlete is like hey this is what you look like when you were healthy 
now you got injured. We got to try to get these numbers back to where you were at the beginning of the season that at least tells us, hey, you know what? At least you're back to where you were before the injury. Now we, we feel comfortable enough to put you back onto the field and say, okay, now your risk of re-injury is lower. Does it mean it's gonna, they're not going to re-injure it? No, it doesn't. But all we're doing is playing with numbers. We're trying to reduce the risk, the percentage of the chances of them re-injuring it or just causing an injury type thing. So having the baseline number is great to have as a reference to say it's almost like when you, when you know when you have um, when you uh, when you have a fever, right? Your normal temperature is what about ninety eight point six degrees? Uh, 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 ninety eight point six degrees. Right. So you have fever, you take your temperature. Okay, that's one hundred. That's ninety nine. Oh, that's back to normal. Okay, now you can go back to school. You go back to work. Cause now that's your baseline. So that's kind of like the reference that we use when it comes to either um, athletes. Hopefully, and I'm what? Back. And what are some common injuries you have come across in your career? Like you believe that athlete of any, uh, you know, any sport, you feel that this is one of the most common injuries that you have always witnessed as a doctor. So it depends on the sport. So if you are looking at any plyometric sports, any sports that involves jumping, uh, basketball, volleyball, the number one common injury in those um, uh, sports is ankle sprains. That's because athletes have to jump, they have to land. There's so many bodies around them that a, lot, a portion of the time, They'll either land on somebody's ankle and then they'll roll their ankle type of thing. Um, so ankle injuries and then soft tissue injuries, basically injuries to the muscles. Strains are the second most commonly injury among these sports. Uh, most likely uh, hamstrings are, is, is the first one. And then the obviously you have the chronic issues. Um, and the most common chronic issue that you have is some type of tendonitis. And usually in, in sports that you involve jumping, there's, a, there's an issue called jumper's knee, and that's the reason why it's called jumper's knee is patella tendonitis because that occurs. In contact sports, um, such as football, obviously concussions is the one, one injury, and then uh, the other one would be their contusions, bruises, and possible dislocations of, of any of that sort type of thing. So in your career, you would have come across a lot of cases where you would have to told the athlete to have some rest for a week, for a month, or maybe a couple of months. So what is your emotional state at that particular time? Because we know how much a sport means to that particular athlete. Yeah. And when you have to let them know, when you have to confront them that they cannot play a certain sport a cert or do a certain activity, like what is the basic approach, the baseline approach of having this conversation with them? Yeah, so this is kind of interesting, interesting that, that you bring that, that question up. Um, it's it's not as easy as black and white. There's no like, hey, this if this happens, this happens type of thing. Uh, one, the number one thing it comes down to is the athlete, him or herself, the type of athlete. There's, you know, it, it's great when you work with athletes that understand their body. They've played around for so many years and they know, you know, their limitations and their capacities, what they can do. And then, so those type of athletes tend to be very type A. They tend to be very competitive. They want to go out there. So oftentimes, we as athletic trainers have to protect them from themselves in some case scenarios. Then you have other athletes um, that are very, how can I say, very fragile, <laughs> very gentle. Um, and, and those athletes, we have to kind of like, kind of course, not course, but actually motivate them to, hey, you know, hey, you're okay. You can go back out there and go out to the field type of thing. But to be honest with you, the interesting part about that, even when it comes to the type of injury, it always comes down to what we refer to as a risk reward. Okay, what is the risk of the athlete? So let's say an athlete has an ankle sprain and we have a game coming up. What is the risk of the athlete going and playing and what is the reward, okay? And the reason why I say this is as the first person that pops in my mind is Kobe Bryant. 
you know, I had the opportunity to work with him for about eight, eight years. He's one of the most toughest, mentally tough players, physically tough players. Um, pain threshold is like off the roof type of thing for him. Um, so it's very interesting. So oftentimes, yeah. go ahead. So can we say that you or other athlete trainers, doctors of this field, actually not only you know pertain their treatment to the physical rehabilitation but also to mental strength as well like giving them all the mental emotional and physical support and well-being oh what 100 um and that's the part about it it's, it's you know like like i said as far as like what i mentioned at the beginning is that as as a role of the athletic trainer it's involved over the years because we're not just a traditional you know the old traditional when you think of an athletic trainer is like i'm gonna take you tape an ankle and stretch a player and wait till somebody gets hurt Nowadays, is it's a whole different involvement type thing. I'll give you another different example. We had a player also um, with the Lakers that had torn his ACL about a year ago. And then, you know, he's jumping in. And it's been a year we've tested it. The ACL is great. He's fine. And, you know, he tells me, and, and keep in mind, this player can jump really high. So he jumps up really high, gets up in the air. And he tells me stories like he's up in the air. And he's like, wait a minute. I can't be this high. I cannot be this high because I have my knee. My knee, I got to come down. I got to come down. So he kind of comes down. And he tells me, I'm like, Larry, your knee's fine. And over and over, there's be times where there was a game, and at halftime, you were running to the train. He was like, Marco, check my knee, check my knee. That check is like, Larry, you're fine. It looks fine. Everything's fine. So, yeah, there's a lot of emotion. But that's a normal part of the game. It's, it's one of those things that a lot of people tend to forget that athletes have emotions. And unfortunately, the old traditional way of, as an athlete, is, hey, just throw some dirt on it, suck it up, get out there and play. And to some extent, you know, th that might be an involvement, but, you know, Athletes have emotions. They have they have to process an injury. They have to process through this whole type thing. And as the athletic trainer, you're there with them as far as helping them process that as well. Okay. Well, with this, Dr. Marco, I would like to introduce you to one of my segments of the show where we answer the question of my followers and patients. So are you ready to answer sure. these questions? Sure. Okay. So the first question is coming from Kirti Aroda from Ludhiana. Ludhiana is a place in India. She says, hello, Dr. Marco, how are you? I'm an athlete. I want to know how do I increase my stamina a little more? Stam her, her stamina? Yes. Okay. So that's the one thing about it, I guess you want to determine is that when you increase your stamina, you have to be kind of be sport specific. It's one of those things that you identify what kind of sport you're playing, what is the average distance that you're running, and what is the average time that you're going to be participating. For example, if you have a volleyball player, and I'm going to have them do sprints. I'm only going to have them do sprints within that range of motion of the volleyball court. I'm not going to have them run 100-yard sprints because a volleyball player does not run 100-yard sprints in, in, a, in, in a game or anything of that sort. Um, and then same thing if it's a soccer or whether it's swimming, whether it's basketball or anything of that sort. So the first thing I do is identify, okay, what's the sport that you're playing? What is the average distance that you're going to be sprinting full speed? And then also uh, low speed, meaning what what's the distance you're going to be running sprints and what this distance you're going to be just kind of jogging throughout the time and then identify what is the average overall time that you're going to be participating in the sport and then you make sure that you kind of jog or, or increase your cardiovascular because there's two different times there's your cardiovascular and then there's your your sprint time so it's you want to determine which one you're going to, going to work on okay i believe keithy your question is answered next moving on we have manveer gujar from new delhi he says to be an athlete, is it important? Is it important to be bulky or have six pack? I do not have six packs or abs. What body type is an ideal athletic body? Okay, so that's a lot. That's a very nice, interesting question type of thing. So, 
when it comes to athletes or, or, or anything in general, probably, there's two types, I guess you want it, we narrowed it down to body types. There's the athletic individual and there's the aesthetic individual. Okay, so you have to identify an aesthetic individual. You work out to look good, to have a six pack, to have the chest, to have the biceps, you know, to anything of that sort. That's the aesthetic. And athletic, you're not focused on the six pack. You're, you're focused on injury prevention. You're focused on stability of your knees. You're focused on stability on your back, your stability, your, the strength. You're, you're focused on, on a mobility, on strength type of thing, but not necessarily just strength, because just because you can squat 300 pounds doesn't mean that's going to help you prevent injury. When it comes to, this is the example I give everybody, is that um, as an athlete, you want to have the, the the fastest engine. You want to have the best tires. You want to have the best um, body work and look great. But one of the big issues a lot of people tend to forget, and this is where the injuries for, for, uh, occur, is that oftentimes people forget about the braking system. Um, so if you can have a nice Ferrari, you can have a nice Lamborghini and you're going 100, 200 miles per hour. But when you hit that curve and your brakes do not work because you haven't focused on your braking system, you're going to wreck that vehicle. Mm -hmm. So as an athlete, if when you look at injuries, majority of the injuries occur during the deceleration stage, during the braking system, hamstring injuries, during the deceleration, landing mechanics, deceleration, braking system. So if you don't work on, on these issues, and oftentimes when I have young kids or athletes and they go work with a strength coach, I ask them, do you work on your braking system? No, I'm working on jumping higher. And that's great. And the other thing you gotta think about, just like the, the, you know, the, the law of gravity, what goes up must come down. And then if you jump higher because of gravity, you're gonna come down a little bit harder. So you have to work on the braking system. So as an athlete, you wanna focus more on your deceleration. Yes, focus on the strength, focus on that stuff, but you got it's more of the athletic type, not just aesthetic. I believe this question was in everyone's mind and you have just cleared this. <laughs> Moving on, we have Ria Aroda from Mexico. She says, hello, Dr. Marco, how are you? What do you consider are some of the essential points an athlete should keep in mind before playing? So, um, number uh, three things you want to look at as far as before playing. One, hydration. A lot of athletes forget about hydrating before a game. And, they, you know, they're, they're concerned about during the game. They're concerned about um, either slightly, but hydration actually begins several hours before the game. So when I was with the Lakers, we had all the, our athletes, we had them on a full hydration customized program. We tested their sweat levels. We tested how many, uh, you know, how much sodium they, they, they uh, discharge, how much potassium discharge, and then we provided them with a hydration program. They actually started their hydration program. The game was like 7.30 p.m. Their hydration program began as early as 8 a.m. that same day and also even afterwards. Um, nutrition, obviously, is one of the healthiest things, especially if you're a young athlete. you got to make sure you consume the proper um, nutrients, fluids that you're going to need. Um, to be able to kind of do that part. And then second and third, most importantly, make sure you create a proper pregame activation program that's going to include some mobility in there, some um, stability and some activation before you kind of warm up. A lot of athletes do the traditional kind of just stretch, whether you kind of just go in and lay on the ground and they stretch your hamstrings, stuff like that. But there's been plenty of studies that a more, a, more of a dynamic warm up where you kind of get up and move helps uh, improve performance on, on whatever field you're doing. Bingo, you have answered all the questions of my okay. followers and patients. Well, moving on, last but not the least, Dr. Marco, what do you think? Like, we have a lot of aspiring doctors and, you know, people who actually make you their inspiration and they're looking forward to you in their career. So what mm -hmm. do you feel? Some of, you know, the basic things or, you know, qualities an athletic trainer should encompass. Like, what will be your message of wisdom 
and motivation and also inspiration to all other aspiring doctors of this field. So, I mean, obviously the, the number, the first thing to, to begin with is actually um, educating yourself, understanding the, you know, getting, uh, understanding the body, the anatomy, the kind of the science behind it. Obviously that's the number one thing you have to understand the science behind it, um, what it involves, uh, getting your degree, all, with all that stuff and, and the part. But I think the, the other part that people tend to forget about um, an athletic trainer or just in sports medicine is the art behind it. There's science and the art. And the art is sometimes difficult to, to learn. It's more based on experience and it's something that, that you have to understand your athlete. There's a saying every time I speak and I do presentations, I always finish with the saying, is that the athlete sometimes doesn't care what you know. They just want to know that you care about them. And it's, it's about treating the individual, not just treating the injury. And I think as young athletic trainers, as young physicians, as young um, physical therapists, we're so concerned about, hey, I got to treat this ankle sprain, I got to treat this injury. But then you forget, hey, there's a whole individual over <laughs> here that is either going through some discomfort, going through some emotional pain. They don't understand what's going on. And then as an individual, you need to explain to them. So oftentimes whenever I do, you know, I do rehab, I explain to them, this is what we're doing. This is why we're doing it. This is the process. You will get here when we get here. There's milestones that we have to do. And then usually they have to say, okay, okay, all right, I understand. This is what I got accomplished in order to get to here, to get to here, to get to here. Because oftentimes as individuals, we have that own permission in our head and we're like, we're processing it. And they're just like, what are you doing? Why am I here? How long am I going to take? So the art, understanding the, the, the athlete, it, treating the individual, not just treating the injury would probably be one of the, the things I would probably suggest or recommend. Absolutely great. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Marco, for joining in. And yes, obviously discussing everything about this particular topic to me and my audience. I do hope you would have enjoyed it too. I did. Thank you very, very much for having me. Thank you so much. So with this, we have come to an end of this energetic episode. This is your reminder to straighten your back, have a glass of water and move. Okay, till then, take care. Goodbye. We'll see you in the next episode. Thank you.